and is the giver of life. Amen. So, these babies are not here because they are in a particular church. They are here because God allowed them to be here. Uh, are we together? Amen. Where do we start? This one is Gabriel. Okay. It's Gabriel means... Gabriel means sent from God. All right. Hey, Barcelona, you don't know what Gabriel means. <laughs> this one means it's G Gabriela. I'm pronouncing it properly. Okay. So it means the Lord is my strength. In Hebrew, a woman sent from God. Oh, all right. Gabriel, Gabriela. Okay, this one is eh? Maria. Should be French. Is it French? What does it mean? Marie. Oh, Mary. Oh, heaven, my daughter. Gabriel, Mary, Gabriel. Oh, all right. Okay. Ah, we thank the Lord. Yeah, bring this one here. Let's pray for Gabriel. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I'm laying my hands upon this child. And Lord, it is a very responsible thing for parents to bring little ones into your presence so that the life can be preserved. Especially in this age where there are all kinds of spirits. But as a minister of the gospel, I'm laying my hands upon this child. And I say, whatever the plans that the devil may have about this child, I have bought every plan of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. May you give the parents a sense of wisdom of how to raise this bundle of joy so that when it comes of age, you can save the same God that parents did you save as I commit his life to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Moving from Gabriel to Mary. Amen. Let's pray with Mary. Gracious Heavenly Father, these are just beautiful names. I'm laying my hands upon this child. Lord, we just read a scripture that says you are the source of life. And I think it is very noble for us to commit this life back to you. As I lay my hands upon this child, I say, God, protect this child. I don't know what lies ahead on the journey called life, but whatever lies ahead, I've got the weights for the devil. Whatever this child may come against, there must always be a remembrance that there was a prayer that the minister of the gospel prayed over the child. We are not powerless, dear God. You have yes. given us authority to bind everything here and shall be yes. bound in heaven. I bind all the demons that may have sinister plans against this child. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, may you give the parents a sense of wisdom to raise this child in the manner that when she comes of age, she can fear the Lord. Yes. As the Bible says, with the fearing God, is the first wisdom, dear God, as I lay my hands upon Mary 
as we commit her life to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Okay, Gabriela. All right, amen. So this one is a fighter. I'm told they are going to write a medical journal about how she came. It was a paradox. Hallelujah. They said they must choose between the mother and the baby, uh, but we chose both mother and the baby. Hallelujah. So that is why they are in church this morning. Amen. The devil is a liar. Amen. Let's pray with Gabriela. Gracious Heavenly Father, I'm laying hands upon this child. I remember when I received your call of the dilemma that the parents had faced. And Lord, it came to my realization that we are not saving a powerless God. And that is why we intervened in prayer. And today we are standing here to offer thanksgiving and say, you preserved the mother, you preserved the baby, you are the almighty God. I'm laying my hands upon Gabriela. May you protect her throughout the days of her life. May she always remember that she is a miracle child and always serve this miracle-waking God. May you instill a sense of wisdom in the parents so that they may raise this child in the manner that is fit of the gospel of the hour. As I lay my hands upon this child and commit her life to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. She is rendering an item. Amen. God bless you richly. Amen. A round of applause for the parents. Amen. Let's just stand up. There's an army rising to break every chain. Amen. Okay. I see Sister Winnie's not sitting next to her rock. Amen. Is it a problem? <laughs> or is the aircon? Oh, okay. No problem. God bless. Amen. When I when I, I was planning to get married, I used to visit Brother Vedirative's church as a single man. And I would be amazed how people would raise their hands, brothers, with one hand around their wives. And as a single young man, I said, my time is coming. So at times I wasn't quite sure whether they were blessed by the song or they were blessed by this other hand. Amen. But it's good to have a partner in life. Amen. God bless you. I think Sister Winnie was taking care of Brother Philip. He had injured his leg. He's been not walking properly for over six weeks, but she has been there for 
Amen. We really appreciate such kind of wives. Amen. So, let's sing. Don't leave the message, young men. This message has got good wives. Can I get an amen from them? Amen. Because uh, one time I said to a brother, I said, to him, hey, you've got a good wife. He said, how do you know her? Then I realized my view was not the same view that she has. Amen. But we've got good wives. Amen. Give us a a worshiping song. There is a, my message is, there is an army rising. That is the title of my message. Do I have that army this morning? An army that is being prepared for the battle of Armageddon. Amen. Let's sing it. There is power in the name of Jesus. You've got to believe it this morning. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Be broken this morning. Yes. Amen. 
as we turn to the book of Hezekiah. There's a message that once once preached, it was a midweek service. The title was, Can These Bones Rise Again? Amen. Amen. We are going to connect with that message, but take a different route this morning. Amen. Amen. It says... The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. 37 verse 1. Let me just have my slide on. On Wednesday, we're reading on the screen, but today we'll read from the Bible. Amen. Amen. Ezekiel 37, verse 1. If you found it, you can say amen. Amen. It says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And caused me to pass by them, run about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones. And say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thou sayest the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I'll cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay news upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, this news and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, say to the wind, thou says the Lord, come from the four winds of breath and breath upon this this lane that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Amen. As we bow our heads, most gracious heavenly Father, We have read a portion of the scripture. As mortals we can read, but we need the author. And I believe this morning the author has been invited to come and be part of this service. Because whenever the author is present, he imparts life. 
and I believe you are going to impart life this morning as we're singing a song there is a great army that is rising to break every chain and I believe this morning all the chains and shackles of the devil shall be broken and I believe we can as well as believers know that we're not just talking about an army somewhere but we are part of that army this morning and Lord help us that when we come to the end of the service, every soldier should appreciate the responsibility that you have bestowed upon their shoulders. I commit all men and women in the building to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Oh. Just uh, we are going to speak about an army that is rising. Amen. Uh, don't be worried when you are conge- uh, when you are congested the I think from after the conference there will be there is a plan that will be set in motion to extend to the tabernacle. Amen. Is it only brother doctor that is here? Amen. Just to make it bigger and more comfortable. I think the trustees will share the plan with you immediately after the convention. Amen. That will be our commitment for 2017. Amen. All right. Okay. Now, I'm just getting myself accustomed to the desk here. I said there is an army rising. Amen. It's the you get inspired from different angles to, to bring your title. So this song has been ringing in my heart, for, in my head for quite some time. And I thought about this great army. And actually, I was motivated when I saw it was Putin. Uh, Putin says, yes. Uh, Putin says they are ready. For World War Three, are we together? He had a briefing with the media and the people in his inner circle, and said America has been misleading us, and now is time that we prepare. And he says, actually, the world is moving in a direction that is irreversible. Hallelujah. And one of the aides of Putin said to America, vote uh, Donald Trump or else face a nuclear bomb. Hallelujah. The reason he spoke in that manner, we don't know much about Donald Trump. I see people have been affected by a few things that he has been saying, he spoke 
disparagingly about women, but there's a difference between speaking and doing. Uh, are we together? Uh, Donald Trump spoke negatively about women, but Hillary Clinton has got some deeds behind her name. Are we together? Are you here, church? Amen. Do you see it as the fulfillment of the scripture? Didn't Brother Brenham speak about it? You've got, now you've got a woman president that is being presented to the Americans. And now Putin says, if she comes in, then I'm bombing America. And Brother Brenham says, the last vision that I saw, it was a woman that came into power. And I saw the smoke coming out of America. Folks, is later than we think. And this prophet is not around to tell you that we told you so. But we as ministers, we are here to say, he told you so. Amen. How, how could he ha, ha, have been very precise about the events that are unfolding before our eyes? Brother Brenham as well mentions that one day America will wake up and realize that actually Russia is 10 to 15 ahead of them in terms of military capability. So that putting is not a bluff. He means business. Hallelujah. He is going to he's going to pull the trigger trigger not long. But I'm not scared. Hallelujah. America is getting their army ready. Russia is getting their army ready. Uh, Europe is getting their army ready. Uh, I don't know about Africa. Uh, hallelujah. But everybody seems to be getting, because in Africa we say everything must fall. But in other places, they are concentrating on things that are rising, not on things that are falling. And uh, I looked and I said, even with the bride, there is an army rising. Hallelujah. This army that is rising, Putin has got nothing on this army. This army that is rising, Hillary Clinton has got nothing on this army. It is a, a mighty army. The general thereof is Michael himself. He has been fighting throughout the ages and won every battle. And now, in the end time, we see the selection of the soldiers to participate in this army. Are we together? But uh, let me just go back to where I was the other time. If you can just activate the screen for me. Okay. Just to, you know, we've got a, they've got a, that word, what they call cable news network, uh, CNN, and we've got our own CNN, Christian News Network. Amen. The anchor thereof is William Brenham as the prophet of the hour. Hallelujah. Are you here, believers? Or, uh, am I speaking Greek this morning? <laughs> Amen. Now, 
This, this will be the sequence of events before or from now. We are expecting the first resurrection of the believers. Hallelujah. Those that died in Christ shall rise first. And they shall appear in the streets and they shall only be seen by believers for a period of 30 to 40 days. Then thereafter, the rapture will happen. Are you with me? Now, after the rapture has taken place for both the dead that have risen and the living saints, we're going to meet our Lord up in the air, and then we go to the wedding supper for three and a half years. The wedding supper, it's our Goshen. God is removing us from danger while the plagues are going to hit the earth. The reason Putin cannot pull the trigger is because there is a power that is withholding him from pressing the, pulling the trigger. And that power is in the bride. When the bride is raptured, then you will see the world's events are going to come in motion. There's going to be a series of explosions that will take place around the world but we'll come to that one. So, and the rapture, I had much better indicate, it is for the wise visions. You've got uh, the true visions, or wise visions, and you've got foolish visions, and you've got unbelievers. The foolish visions are not unbelievers. Are we together? They are believers without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They have been, the reason they are being called visions, it means they are, they are clean. Hallelujah. But yet they are without oil, which symbolizes the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you ask myself, you ask yourself, is everybody that claims to have the spoken word? Are they going into the rapture? I've got bad news. That is not the case. Brother Brenham says only the Holy Ghost filled bride is going into the rapture. So you've got to make sure that you are not just sanctified, justified, but you've got to make sure that you are baptized with the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is God in your flesh. Are you with me? So, they, they, will, they will be raptured and go to the wedding supper. And when they go to the wedding supper, maybe you can just switch it off. If I need it, I will bring it up again. You will bear with me. Amen. We, the wedding supper, it is going to be it's a, it's a honeymoon phase where the groom is taking the bride to. And somebody can say, who is the bride? The bride is made up of individuals that received the message of their hour in their time. So that means it's everybody from 
Ephesus right through to Laodicea. So those individuals have been selected and they form part of this invisible body of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Stay with me. It's, it's, a, it's individuals in different churches around the globe. This morning, I don't know how many are here. It is not for me to judge, but me, I believe I'm part of them. And you as well can say, I believe I'm part of them. But let it not just be a confession through the human lips, but let it be based on what is in you. Hallelujah. Then they are going for a honeymoon for three and a half years. While they are at the honeymoon, there's going to be tribulation on the Gentiles. Uh, The law, the anarchy that you see or lawlessness that you see in the end time is nothing compared to what is going to happen when the bride is taken up. Hallelujah. Right when the tribulation sets in, the very message that we preach that came through Malachi 4 is the very message that is going to be taken to the Jews. Hallelujah. The Bible says, in one day a nation shall be born. In one day, a nation shall repent. It speaks about 144,000. 144, the, the people, I don't know how many, uh, there are some in this church that have been fortunate to go to the land of Israel. I have not been fortunate, but I'm told in Israel, there is a wailing wall where the Jews go there and they are crying daily for the reconstruction of the temple. And when the Jews are crying for the reconstruction of the temple, that means that they are ready to worship God. And the deep calls to the deep. If they are ready, it means God is ready to go back to the Jews. And he is going to use the same message that we preach, is going to be preached to the Jews. Now, you've got genuine Jews, and you've got fake Jews. Genuine Jews are back into the land of Israel. And to the scripture that we have read, the Bible has got a compound meaning because Ezekiel, when he spoke, he spoke, he was a prophet. He spoke looking at Israel that was in bondage. But while he was looking at Israel that was in bondage, the very same scripture, you can take it and apply it when Israel was scattered around to the world, after persecution, when they killed them, many died in the hands of Hitler. So what is happening? Now we see them in 1948, they went back to the land of Israel and they became a nation. After they were driven out by Titus, they lost the nationhood. But now, in 1948, they came back into the land of Israel. Their nationhood was restored. That's why they've got a day, they've got a, a flag. Hallelujah. Stay with me here. Now, the Jews that you see here at Johannesburg Stock Exchange are not the real ones. The real ones have gone back home. These ones, they just love money. Hallelujah. The real ones are there. They are expecting the Messiah. 
They are actually, they don't believe in Jesus Christ. They expect that Yeshua will come. They are expecting Messiah to come. They don't believe he has come. Hallelujah. So they are there expecting the Messiah to come. And there by the wailing hall. Wall. Now, after three and a half years, we see the church returning back in Revelation 19. And they are coming down for the battle of Armageddon. And we'll get into that. I'm just giving you an overview of where we are going. Hallelujah. Because it speaks about a, a horse rider. It says his name is the word of the Lord. And he's being followed by others on their horses. And horse speaks about power. And they are coming down to the battle of Armageddon. The battle of Armageddon is going to be fought at the gates of Jerusalem. That is where it's going to be fought. Are we still with me? The battle of Armageddon is the one that is going to purify the earth. It's going to take away sin upon the face of the earth. And that is why immediately after the battle of Armageddon, then you've got the millennium that sets in for a thousand years. But the rest of the date, the unbelievers lived not for a thousand years. Are we together? The millennium is only for the believers. Are you still with me? Now, after the millennium, then you've got the second resurrection. The second resurrection, you remember the saints have resurrected already, but the second resurrection is for the unbelievers. Now, after they have resurrected, they will come and appear before the white throne judgment. That is where the Bible says, then the books were opened. And I saw one book being opened, which is the book of life. But I'm glad that you, your name is not in the book of life, but it's in the Lamb's book of life. But here, the book of life, it speaks, it's a, it's a book of deeds. It is going to check what have you done since you were born. Everything that you have ever done has been noted. And folks, let me say this to you. And uh, this is not to scare you that you think that there is a big brother watching over you. A real believer knows that wherever I go, there is God's eye watching over me. Are we together? A, a, A church member thinks that wherever I go, church members are looking at me. No, you must not worry about church members. They've got no heaven. You must be worried about God. He's watching you everywhere where you go. And let me, if you can get into certain situation and you say, ah, here there are no believers here. I can do whatever I want to do. You are actually not a believer. Hallelujah. You are just obeying the laws of the church. But the bride does not obey the laws of the church. The bride has got the life of God in herself. 24, 7, 365 days. Are we together, church? Hallelujah. That's why living right, you've got to live right even when no one is watching. Because why? It's your, it's your integrity with the one that you've got a relationship with, which is the almighty God. Are we together? I hope you're with me here. Now, at the White Throne Judgment, then the books were opened and people were being judged. Right here, 
the Bible speaks about the separation of the sheep from the goats. You remember? But uh, in the denominations, we used to think that, goodness, wherever you saw a sheep, you thought about the members of the bride. No. The members of the bride, remember, they are not going through the tribulation. But the false vision is going through the tribulation. But she, she is going to go to the new city. Hallelujah. And when they appear before the white throne judgment, then we see him separating the goats from the sheep. And he says to those others, he says, when I was in prison, you came to visit me. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. And they said, Lord, where did we ever visit you in prison? He said, if you have done for any of these little ones, you have done unto me. So that means these are the people that treated the bride well here on earth. And when they get there, they will get favor at the day of judgment. But uh, let me tell you, don't try to look for members of the bride and say, only if I can be good on them, I will be sorted. The the prophet says, it's those that have done it unconsciously. They are not doing it for selfish reasons. It's that guy that you meet down the road. He helps you without knowing you. And at the day of judgment, you look at him and you remember, but this guy was good on me. And right there, they will have favor. Are we together? This is at the white throne judgment. Now, after the white throne judgment, then there was Gog and Magog. Gog and Magog, don't confuse it with Gog and Magog and Ezekiel. Gog and Magog and Ezekiel says, watch the uh, king of the north is referring to Russia. There is another Gog and Magog after the white throne judgment, which is going to be the annihilation, the destruction of the devil and with the sinners and everybody that resurrected at the second resurrection. Are we together? And then from Gog and Magog, then it is the new city. Hallelujah. Which is Revelation chapter 21. Hallelujah. In the new city, then you've got the people that were here, that were separated here. Now they are coming into the new city, but they are not going to stay there. They are going to come in and serve the bride in the new city. Are we together? And this is where you see God's amazing grace because in the new city, uh, the, the, the Israelites have always been God's servants. But the Gentile, God is bringing a bride out of a Gentile, out of the Gentile. And the Gentile or the bride has got more power than the servants. So this morning, you've got more power than the Jews because you are the wife of Jesus Christ. I hope it can sink in. If God can open the Red Sea for the servants, if God can shut the lion's mouth for the servants, if God can bring, make the, the fire chemicals to be harmless for the servants, how much more will he do for the bride? I hope it will, he will do much greater things. Are you with me? Now, this is, this is our, our road map. But uh, before I leave this slide, here is my plea. Here is me begging you. No matter what comes or goes, no matter how you may encounter uphills, make sure you do not miss this part. Amen. Yes, sir. 
Are we together? Make sure when the roll call is made, you experience the body change. Do whatever it takes never to miss that appointment with the Lord. And it takes a dedicated life. Are we together? Because if you miss here, it's like a, a, a school exam. You know there are certain, as you write exam, they say there are preliminary exams. If you miss, a, you fail a preliminary exam, you know that uh, final exam you are not going to make it. If you miss here, you have missed your party there. Hallelujah. And if you missed here, surely you're going to appear here. But for you not to miss here and not to appear here, there is another judgment that is taking place as we speak. And in order for you not to appear at the white throne judgment, appear at the judgment that is taking place right now. And where is that judgment is taking place in the house of the Lord as we speak right now. And, and I think that is where as ministers we had much better be careful and tell the people the truth. If they hate us, so be it. But we must tell them the truth so that they can avoid here. Hallelujah. Because when you come to the house of the Lord, the most intention or the purpose is not to be jolly with your fellow church members. No, 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 no. You are coming here because you mean business. You are coming here because it's a matter of life and death. You are coming here because you are, there is a great preparation that is taking place. And you want to make sure that when that role is made, your name is on that roll call. And that is why if I had much better you tell you, I'm not here in church to impress you. And I hope you're not in church to impress me. But you are here because you understand there is a judgment that is taking place. And you say, oh God, how do I measure up with the word of God? Let me measure up to the word of God. And I think it is critical to have preachers that will call sin, sin. Preachers that will call spade, spade, not a big spoon. So that your conscience can be pinched. So that you can go home and say, where do I stand? Because folks, let me tell you something, it's later than we think. The world is falling apart. And your focus must be for a preparation. How many still believe that the rapture is going to take place? How many are still waiting for the rapture? Hallelujah. Make sure that you you persevere until you make it. Hallelujah. But uh, not removing responsibility upon your shoulders. On Wednesday I was telling them, if you were predestinated for the rapture, the devil shall never remove your name. Because it was written by the Almighty God in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. And this is what makes me love him most. Before I could have the ups and downs, before I could have imperfections, before my sinful nature, he chose me. And you can say, why did he choose you? It was his sovereign grace. He just decided to handpick me and say, he is mine. He just decided to handpick you and say, you are mine. 
and chose you in Christ before the foundation of the world and say, this guy is mine. This woman is mine. Hallelujah. And if he has written your name in the Lamb's book of life, no one shall ever remove it. And if your name was written in the Lamb's book of life, all the people that the beast shall come and war against them, as long as their names are written in the Lamb's book of life, those people will be overcomers. Let me tell you something. As long as your name is in that book, he is not going to lose you. And let me tell you, he might never make it even easier for you. Because when God wants to bring you in, he can, he can really disrupt your normal routine. When God wants to bring you, he can even bring the government against you. When God wants to bring you, he can turn your family against you. God will do whatever it takes to bring you in. If you are his seat. I hope you are with me here. Now, have you seen the road map? But I said, while we are at it, I don't know whether I'm able to control with this. As we go back to Hezekiel. When you come to Hezekiel, okay, there we go. Thank you, sir. When you come to Hezekiel, he says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. Hallelujah. There is something special about the hand of the Lord being upon a believer. Are we together? If God's hand is upon your life, the devil shall never touch you. Hallelujah. We survive a lot of misfortunes. We survive a lot of battles. But not because we are clever. But because the hand of the Lord is upon us. You can walk around among the witches. They will never bewitch you. Why? Because the hand of the Lord is upon you. You can go through the battle and come out on the other side unaffected because the hand of the Lord is upon you. Folks, I'm simply saying this morning there are people whose hand, who the hand of the Lord is upon their life. Those people, wherever they go, they will possess the gates of their enemies. Those people will be victorious no matter what battle that they are facing. Are we together? Not the hand of the church, but the hand of the Lord is upon us. And if the hand of the Lord is upon me, I can face every demon. And I can tell you that the outcome will be predictable. I will overcome. Not because I'm a stronger man, but because the hand of the Lord is upon me as a believer. I can take some years preaching on this one. Some of you could have died, but you never die. Because, not because you belong to a better church, but because the hand of the Lord was upon your life. I think in this dying age, all I want is to say, God, let your hand be upon my life. We have seen people who the hand of the Lord was upon their lives. They came and walked 
Waters separated when they came and approached and they walked on dry ground. They slew the giants because the Lord, the hand of the Lord was upon them. No, Ezekiel says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. And now, when it was upon me, it carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. Let me tell you something, folks. God will carry you through situations that you never thought you will make it. Hallelujah. All you must be worried about, oh God, let me walk in the spirit. Because when you walk in the spirit, you can walk through danger and be unaffected. I don't know, do I have witnesses in the building that remember where the Lord carried you? Hallelujah. You looked at the situation and you thought, me being me, this is no match to me. But today you look back and realize that goodness, I don't know how I made it. The spirit of the Lord carried you. And this spirit of the Lord is interested in our well-being. Physically and spiritually. Folks, let me tell you something, even you brothers. Don't worry about the economy. The spirit of the Lord shall carry you even when the economy collapses. I hope somebody can say amen to that. And as the killer says, he carried me out in the spirit and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Now, this is where it becomes, it, it becomes more like there is an oxymoron, internal contradictions. Because when the hand of the Lord is upon you and carries you up in the spirit, you don't expect to land in the valley that is full of bones. But the spirit of the Lord carried him and brought him down into the midst of the valley. And I think this characterizes our battle as Christians. Amen. We've got, as a Christian, let me tell you something. You're going to have some high lows. You're going to have some highs in your life. Amen. And you're going to have some lows. Amen. Are we together? Amen. When you look, one moment is in the spirit of the Lord. The next moment is in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And my question would be, how can you be so high, but yet be so low? How can you overcome and be so defeated? Do you have believers that know what I'm talking about? Yes, being a believer, sometimes you move into victory. Sometimes you come back and feel like you are defeated. Sometimes you feel like you are going to heaven. The next day you feel you don't like you are going to heaven. But let me tell you something. It does not matter whether you are on the mountaintop. It does not matter whether you are down in the valley. As long as you are being carried by the Spirit of the Lord, you will come out as a victor. Do 
just make sure that the hand of the Lord is upon you. And he says, when I came in the valley, I found dead bones. And he went further and said, there were many. And not just many, but they were dry. That means, you, you know, when, when you reach an accident scene, you would want to do first aid and resuscitate people on the accident scene because you've got hope that they might come back to life. Are we together? You're calling an ambulance. But if you can arrive at a place where it's just a bunch of dead bones, you won't call an ambulance. Because why? There is no sign of life. There is no sign of hope. That's how Ezekiel felt when he was in the midst of the, in the, in the valley amongst dead bones that were dry. And let me tell you something. These dead bones, he was not surprised to see them in abundance. Because during those times, there, there were battles. And if an enemy defeated you, they killed you, and no one could bury you. So to him it signaled that this was an army that was once a great army, but that now was defeated, that now was dismembered, that now was dry, and spiritually speaking, without a revival. And he found himself in the midst of those dry bones. And while he was there, looking at this hopeless situation, looking at, I, I don't know, I don't know how smelly, I mean, surely it must have been very smelly as well. It must have been an undesirable situation for one to find themselves in. He found himself here, and the Spirit of the Lord, is the one that brought him down to the valley. And let me tell you something, folks. When you serve God, he's going to take you to avenues that you never thought you would be taken to. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When you follow God, God loves sharp tents. When you think the journey is predicted and you've figured your path, and all of a sudden there is just a sharp curve in the middle of nowhere, that's how God operates, to shake your confidence in, in your ability and so that you can have confidence in his ability. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And let me tell you something, folks. Every child of God that is sitting in this church this morning has got a test of some sort. Can I get an amen? amen? Every child of God is being tested in every way. It could be financially. It could be in terms of your health. It could be in your marriage. It could be in every area of your life. But somehow, the person sitting next to you, they are being tested in their own way. Maybe you need to tell it, the person sitting next to you, I'm being tested. Yes, you can tell them, I'm being tested. You are not sitting to an angel that is immune from test. Some of the tests become so intense that you cannot even verbalize them. But you are being tested. And the reason you are being tested is because God can never put a stamp of you being genuine till you are tested. 
And let me tell you something. I like it when God tests. Because if you don't test, you, you can accept anything and think it's genuine. You've got to be tested. Doesn't the Bible say every child of God that comes to him, they must be tested? Because he doesn't want bastard children. Hallelujah. Now, it took him down in the valley where there was no life. There dismembered, no sign of life, nothing. Looked like a great army that was once defeated. And while he was wondering and saying, why, what am I doing here? Why have I been brought into this hopeless situation? I always say, if God brings you into a hopeless situation, maybe you are the hope of that situation. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I think we, we must stop complaining, folks. Wherever we go, the footsteps of the Russians are ordered by the Lord. You would have never been there unless God authorized you for you to be there. Are, are you with me? Now he found himself amongst dead bones. Hallelujah. And let me say something. Whatever you need, I'm saying this as a pastor, whatever you need, you as an individual in this church, you've got power to bring it into existence. Don't delegate it to somebody. It's your responsibility. This morning, if I need a miracle, I'm not going to go and try to back Brother Terry and say, where's the miracle? No, I am going to produce a miracle. And go and call Brother Terry and say, oh, there is a miracle that my faith has produced. I'm training you as an army here. In an army, you don't delegate much. You've got to make sure that your turf is protected by you. Are we together? Now he was right down there amongst dead bones. Hopeless, helpless. That's where he was. And while he was there, God comes and says to him, Son of man, Son of man, can these bones live? Hallelujah. He went to Abraham and said to Abraham, Is there anything that is hard for the Lord? Whenever God brings a question, the answer is right there in that question. Are you, are you here? Now, he looked at these dead bones and looked around and said, Oh Lord, God, thou knowest. This doesn't sound encouraging. Hallelujah. Because why? He looked and said, this situation is hopeless. And he looked around and said, what can I do? Nothing much. But son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh Lord God, thou knowest. And again he said unto him, unto me, prophesy upon these bones. So, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, that means prophesy. Speak to them. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
And sometimes I've seen a lot of people being defeated, even in the message. Because somebody says, me, there isn't much that can come out of me. And if you say that, that's exactly what is going to happen. And that's why the devil is not interested in your foot. The devil is not interested in your hand. But the devil is interested in your tongue. Because life and death lies on your tongue. And if you can take your tongue through the direction of death, he's happy. But, but when we say confess, we're not playing psychology here. But we are saying confess because confessions are, are, must become a reality. Son of man, can these bones live? Thou knowest. But he said again unto me, prophesy. And he said, oh, I did the way I was commanded. I prophesied. And when I prophesied, then I began to hear noise. Brother Brim says, where there is life, doesn't sound like there is noise this morning here. Where there is life, there is? Noise. Where there is life, there is? Noise. When the baby is born, what happens? Noise. They cry. Are we together? Yes. When the word is being preached and there is life, what happens? Amen. There is praise. Amen. There is hallelujahs. Yes. There is amen. Yes. Because there is life. And if you hate noise, oh goodness, maybe you had much better not go to heaven because that place is going to be noisy. Some of us, we've got songs that we never sang because of the inability of this body. But as soon as we migrate from this body to that body, you had much better shut up because I am going to sing not only for a day, but for eternity. Oh, it's going to be noise in heaven. You that are good singers, you had much better enjoy now. Because there it will be our time. And maybe I will tell you, I didn't like it how you sang it, but I liked it this way. I can't do it because this body will fail me. But that body knows all the notes and will hit the right chord. And it says, prophesy. And it says, I heard a noise. Right there, the tall bone started looking for a food bone. The food bone started looking for a leg bone. The leg bone started looking for a thigh bone. The thigh bone started looking for a back bone. A backbone started looking for a neck bone. A neck bone started looking for a head bone. And the structure was rising. And this morning, you, some of you, are a tall bone. And you made it into church. You didn't understand why I came to church. It's because you are looking for a football. And some of you are a football looking for a leg bone. Some of you are a leg bone looking for a thigh bone. And a thigh bone found a back bone. And a back bone found a neck bone. A neck bone found a head. And a structure was standing. 
from the bones that were scattered, now it was a structure standing. But yet, there was no life. The noise, it was a noise of connection. What made the Congolese to come together with Nigerians? What made Nigerians to come together with the British? And what made the British to come back together with the Chinese? Is because the bones are looking for one another. Before it was a Congolese bone, it was a divine bone. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here this morning? Before you were a Zimbabwean bone, you were a divine bone. Before I was a petty bone, I was a divine bone. Before you were an eternal bone, you were a divine bone. And the army is coming now. Now it was a bunch of skeletons that stood up with no life. Some might have called them a new church. A new program. But he said, unto him. Are you still with me? He said unto him, thou sayest the Lord God unto the bones. I will cause breath to enter into you. Ye shall live. Hallelujah. That's why. I will never give up on any bone. I will never write off any bone. I will persist and to make sure until that bone has got life. Are we together? And if you are a type of a person that normally gives up quickly on people under the ministry of Brother Mariba, you are in the wrong place. I don't give up on people easily. I believe in them. I help them. And if you are not in the ministry of helping, then you cannot be with me. Hallelujah. If I find a drunkard, to me, I don't see a drunkard. I see what the God can make out of a drunkard. If I find an adulterer, I see what God can make out of adulterer. Because while Ezekiel was looking at dry bones, God was looking at an army. Uh, is somebody here, yeah. while he was looking at dry bones, God was looking at a great army. Yeah. While you are looking at people that are imperfect, I'm looking at a great army yeah. that is rising yeah. to go to the battle of Armageddon. Yeah. Are you still with me? Yeah. And they say, then this structure stood up. And I spoke again. And flesh came upon these dry bones. And life came. And it was a mighty army. And Brother Brenham says in this message, or maybe before I get there, folks, there is a battle going on. Okay? Worshiping team. Checking. Amen. There is a, a white horse rider 
It is the same antichrist in different stages. He's on a war path. He kills without mercy. He changes forms depending on the stage at which he's at. Hallelujah. This white horse rider, hallelujah, is the religious power. This is Revelation 6. The religious power that went forth to destroy the church with a false doctrine. Hallelujah. And here, if I hope somebody doesn't get offended, but if you, are in, you want to take it further, take it further. Rome that you see today has not always been the Rome that you see today. It is there in history that Rome killed 68 million Christians. Hallelujah. When it was a pagan Rome, it killed millions of Christians. But the enemy changed the tactic. After that, the same is the same rider. It's the same Antichrist. It is the same David, but changes the form, changes the tactic. He came as a white horse rider and changed to a red horse rider. It was during the time of persecution where they killed Christians, which was the political power. And it moved from being a red horse rider to a black horse rider which was deception during pejitary where you brought, you came to the priest and paid money so that your sins can be forgiven. You remember? Yes. Now it moved from the black horse rider and it became a pale horse rider. And his name was called death. And hell followed him. You and I are not here. This is in history. This is in history. This is in history. You and I are here. The reason it is pale when you take white and red and black and mix them together, it becomes pale. That means the religious power, the political power, and the demonic power have been combined for this hour, and that is why he is called death. Are we together? But here's something that I want to tell you. Right here where he seems dangerous, he's got national politics, he's got economic politics, he's got every power upon the face of the earth, and the powers are combined, and he's a pale horse rider. I want to tell you, there is an army that is rising to break every chain of the David. And I wonder in the building, how many can say, I'm part of that army. I don't care in what form he comes, I'm ready. How many say, David, bring it on. But David, bring it on. Because when the devil raises a standard or comes like a flood, God will always raise the standard. Sometimes, don't concentrate on the opposition. Because the opposition determines the standard that is rising. The more the devil attacks, that's the more you know the standard will rise up. 
I've realized I've preached most of good sermons when I was under attack rather than when I was not under attack. And I realized I said, oh God, I thank you. Because when the devil comes like a flood, you raise a standard. Don't be worried about the flood that is coming. Worry about the standard that God is raising. When he came as a, as a white horse rider, the lion anointing went to meet him. To confront him. During the time of Paul. Are we still together? And when he came as a red horse rider, God changed the anointing and gave them the anointing of, a, of an ox. You know what happened during those days? They were surrendering their lives. They were coming and saying, kill us for the cause of Christ. I'm told at some point in time they were killing them until a Roman soldier looked at the queue and joined to the queue. That anointing came on that soldier until he said, let me give my life for Christ. This gospel that we are preaching and that we are contending for, it was sealed by the testimony of the blood of the saints that came before us. So don't ever take it for granted. Until people like Peter said, look, don't, don't kill me the way you have killed my Messiah. And as they were wanting to, 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 to crucify him, he said, turn me upside down. But they were not retreating. They were confronting the enemy. Because God rose the standard. And now later, when the devil changed form and charged the people for the forgiveness of sins, God rose a man with intelligence to come and look at it and design that it was wrong. And people like Martin Luther and John Wesley rose up and said, the just shall live by faith. And when you look, it was the intelligence of a man until Martin Luther wrote a thesis and took it and went pin it on the door of Roman Catholic. And told the people to come out of the system. I don't know what kind of Lutheran churches today, but Luther was a genuine man of God. And the people that believed in him were genuine. But the devil is cunning. The very same thing that Luther preached against, the enemy set the trap and they fell into it. And they denominated. And John Wesley rose with a revival. Hallelujah. Revival broke forth. And John Wesley, you know, Folks, let me tell you something. A mother, Susanna Wesley, is the one that birthed the revival and began to teach her children not knowing what is happening. She did not know that there was a messenger in the house. And some of you, you are raising children and you don't know what will become of children. Some of them will be pastors. Some of them will be deacons. Some of them will be preachers of the gospel. Be a responsible parent. John Wesley raised a messenger and a chorus leader to the messenger, Charles Wesley. A church was born in the Wesley family. 
that went to shook the nation. It was the face of a man. Hallelujah. Now the devil changed the tactic. They fell into the same trap and denominated. When we say denomination, we refer to a church that has got creeds and dogmas that they get from the headquarters somewhere. Before they can preach, it must be approved by protocol. In this church, the protocol is only the Holy Spirit. If you say preach it, I preach it. I've got no authorization from nowhere. Now, after, when the pale horse, the devil realized that he was being caught, he changed form and became a pale horse. And God said, okay, the stakes are are being raised. Now they must come an eagle. It started with the king of the earth. Now he's going to the king of heaven. The eagle is the king in the sky. The lion is the king on the ground. The foundation is solid. The roof shall be solid. That's why Branham says, I preach exactly what Paul preached. Now there's an eagle anointing. An eagle, the high it flies. The better it sees. And during this time, folks, is where you cannot impersonate. You can meet the lion on the ground. You can meet the ox. You can meet the man. But the the eagle. Today, that's why if you come across us, what we do, hallelujah. Do I have young women in the church? An eagle will never be allowed to be married. The mating between the eagle happens high up there in the sky. You know why? God didn't want want it to happen here on the ground. They will bring a very funny looking bird. Some of you caught what I said. Some of you will catch it on Monday morning. There is a certain altitude when eagle meets a mate because it knows no other bird can come to this realms. Are you here, sister? If he says he loves you, fly higher. Fly higher. The more you fly, it will reveal whether he's genuine or not genuine. And the best way to say, can I take you to the pastor? If you start shivering, you know that's a crow. He's not an eagle. He can't fly to those levels. Hallelujah. Now there was an eagle anointing. The higher it went, the further it saw. And the clearer it saw. You cannot mislead it. You cannot deceive it. No. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Brother Brenham says in this message, the false seal, paragraph 266, he says, 
The seals were broken. Why? Why were the seals broken? Hallelujah. There's got to be. God does things for a reason. Hallelujah. They were broken. Why? In the last church age to reveal these truths. Why reveal the truths? This lamb broke the seals and revealed them to his church in order to collect his subjects for his kingdom, his bride. Oh my. He wants to bring his subjects to him now. What is it? Out of the dust of the earth, out of the bottom of the sea, out of the pits, out of everywhere and every place, out of the regions of the dark, out of paradise, wherever they may be, he will call and they will answer. He has called. Have you answered? Amen. Amen. Paragraph 306, it says, to gather them on their mixed colored horses, he's referring to the pale horse, he's gathering this thing together, mixed with Christ's denominations, man-made, is that right? Mixed color of death, pale horse. Now, no holy blood of the world or of the way at all from corner from the four corners of the earth, they gather them, gathers them to Armageddon. I'm trying to think of the scripture. He says it gathers them together to the great day of the battle of the Lord. You know that's a bad thing. He gathers them from the four corners of the earth. They are gathering now for the showdown. The showdown will be at Armageddon according to the weight on the pale horse, riding on it with death tacked, with the name tacked on him, death, Antichrist, with his Jezebel prostitute to the weight, with daughters, Protestants gathering themselves together now in unity. When you look around the world, denominations are coming together in unity. Nations are uniting. Churches are uniting. Political affiliations are uniting. And the bride is uniting. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you still with me? Yes. And when they unite like this, the devil stands no chance. Amen. Just read something here before we go. Did you get to those white horse riders? Amen. I'm just looking for one quotation here. Amen. 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 Now, when we go, if I can go back, my brother, just go back to the very first slide. There we go. That one. Amen. Amen. Now, the people that will overcome or that will come here, 
they must be the overcomers throughout the seven church ages. Because the Bible says, he that overcometh. That's how every church age closes. So God is looking for overcomers. And here's my question. If you are defeated by your habits, you are defeated by your lifestyles, there's no way that you can come and participate here. This is the gathering. This, this battle is for the champions. You know what is a champion? It's somebody that has fought battle after battle after battle. Now they come to the climax, which is the final battle. Hallelujah. So if I was you, I would say, God, help me so that I must never be defeated in my small battles. Because there is still a great battle that is coming and I want to go and be part of it. Are we together? When you read in Revelation chapter 19, let's turn to it. Okay. 17, it deals with Rome. We know what happens there. It deals with a, a woman, which is the, the mother of Halos, the great mother of Halos. We know what is going to happen to Rome. Putin is going is gonna to drop a bomb on Rome. Hallelujah. Or maybe want us to read there first. Let's go to Revelation 17. Uh, Revelation 18, rather, 18. Verse 1, after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the great is fallen, is fallen, is become the habitation of devils, the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hateful babe. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the mansions of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. There is no institution upon the face of the earth that is as rich as Rome. Bill Gates is not the richest man upon the earth. The Pope is the richest man upon the earth. He's sitting on gold, on precious metals. Go around the world. Mugabe can tell Bush to, for a lack of hope, to get off. Hallelujah. And he can tell America. But when the, all of them go to Rome, they all bow. No man can rise against the Pope. Are we together? And it says, verse 4, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of here, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, that he received not her plagues. How many have heard this voice? 
This is Malachi 4, crying out. Come out of that system. Come out of those denominations. And he comes, he preaches the message. Why are we not a denomination? And the reason we are not a denomination is simple. We don't want anything to do with Rome. And we don't want to belong to World Council of Churches. Hallelujah. We are not registered today and we don't intend to register anytime soon. But all that are registered today, that are headquartered in New York, shall have the image of the beast. It's quite amazing that Rome is not part of World Council of Churches, but Rome is forcing America to get everybody under one umbrella, but they themselves are not signatory to World Council of Churches. So there's two churches that are not part of World Council of Churches. It is Roman Catholic and it is the bride of Jesus Christ. And the two are going down to a showdown. Are we together? Because there is a beast. And there is an image of the beast. The beast is Rome. The image of the beast is America. That's why America, wherever it goes, they, it imposes its will. Accept homosexuality or face sanctions. Hallelujah. So far, it's only Uncle Bob that has managed to stand the test of time that refused homosexuality. You may hate the guy. He, he, he's, I don't know what's your take on him, but there's one thing that he's being respected for. He's the only leader that refused and took a stance on homosexuality. Hallelujah. And there's a demon, even presidents, they crumble when that demon comes. And on this continent, this country is the only one that has legalized homosexuality. And now you wonder why you see places like Tembisa now being hit by hurricanes. Somebody says it's not a hurricane, it's a hurricane. Cane hurricane. Are we together? So, these things used to happen in America, but they're now hitting South Africa. What's happening? The same filth that America accepted, we have accepted. I, I got a call, somebody phoned me and said, the pastors in the city, they need to come together and pray for rain. And I asked a simple question. I've got a recipe for rain. But will you accept my recipe? It's simple. Repent and bring people to God and renounce everything of the David. Even the laws that we have passed, let's reverse them. You will see rain that you have never seen before. When the evil abound, then rain disappears. It's as simple as that. I heard another voice for verse 5. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double her, double according to her works, in the cup which she hath filled, filled to her double. How much hath she glorified herself? And lived deliciously. 
So much torment and sorrow give her, for she saith in her heart, I sit a queen and am no widow and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall utterly be bent with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when she shall see the smoke of her burning. Standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour thy judgment came. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over, for no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. This is the richest institution, folks. It makes people richer as it becomes richer. Verse 12, the merchandise, the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all manner of vessels of ivory and all manner vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble. Hallelujah. It lists all of them. 15, the merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, for in one hour so great riches is to come to naught. And every shipmaster and all the company in ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning saying, what city is like unto this great city? Reduced by a nuclear, an atomic bomb. Hallelujah. Are we still together? Now, let's come to verse 19. Chapter 19, rather. Verse 1. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true judgments and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and hath avenged the blood of his sins at her hand because she killed the saints. And again they said, Hallelujah, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. This is after the bomb. And the four and twenty-four elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne and saying, Amen, hallelujah. A voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye servants, and ye that, great, that fear him, both small and great. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, as a voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. The voice of many waters refers to the preachers. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteous of saints. So you've got that other woman with fine linen, but of wickedness. Then you've got believers with fine linen of righteousness. And he said unto 
me right. Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do not do not thou do it not. I'm thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Verse 11. And I saw heaven open. A white horse. We had a white horse there of an evil man. Now there is a white man, white horse of faithful and true. In righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but himself. He was clothed with vesture dipped in blood. This blood shall never lose power, folks. Dipped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. The Logos. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses and clothed in fine linen, and white and clean. Hallelujah. Which is this army? You are part of that army. The devil is gathering his army from the four corners of the earth. God is gathering his army from the four corners of heaven for a showdown. Are you still with me? And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, Clothed in fine linen, white and clean. When you see the word horse, it means power. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his virtue, on his thigh, a name written, King of kings, Lord of lords. It says every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. But remember, there is two history comings. He came first to redeem. And he comes second to, to claim. He comes third with his church. Are we together? When he comes the second time, not every knee shall bow. Not every tongue shall confess. Because he comes secretly to take the bride away. But when he comes in his third coming, that's when his coming is the king and the queen descending and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Are we still with me? Amen. And the prophet goes on to say, then that battle will be fought at the gates of Jerusalem. And in Revelation chapter 20, I saw an angel come down from heaven, having a key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He had been chaining us, but we overcame him because every chain was broken. Now the chain is being taken to bind him. But the devil is a spirit. You can never bind him with a chain. It's a chain of circumstances. While during the millennium, the rest of the dead lived not, But the devil is still there. 
But being there, he can't do anything. Because everyone that is there has overcome him. He can't kill because everyone that is there has overcome him. He can't do anything. And for a thousand years, he's bound. And that is our millennium. Isaiah says, we shall build houses and we shall inhabit them. We shall plant graveyards and we shall eat them. It's a period of peace. It's more like during the time of Solomon, there was no war at all. The battle, no, no battles are being fought. We are just relaxing. It is our Sabbath for a one, thousand years. Uh, are you with me? Now, after that, hallelujah, Revelation 20, verse 7, when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle the number of whom is on the sand of the sea. Hallelujah. They went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about in the beloved city, and fire came from God out of heaven and devoured them. Hallelujah. And then from there, you've got a white throne judgment. And after that, in Revelation chapter 21, then it says, Then I saw a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for heaven. He saw a city coming, but it was not a physical structure. It was the bride. And uh, when that city came down, Brother Branham says the new Jerusalem will erupt in in Palestine. Are we together? That that is where it is going to be. And this army shall occupy that city. Shall walk on pavements that are made of gold. There will be a tree there that will bear different fruits for 12 months Amen. and it will be the leaves thereof will be used for a healing. Amen. And we will be the queen of the city with our king being saved. Make sure that you don't miss that Amen. as we stand up. And while we're waiting for the great war, there are small battles that we must defeat. Amen. Yes, sir. Let's sing. Baba Siabonga.
Father God, we thank you this afternoon. We thank you for your word. We are so happy because your word means life to us. We really appreciate your message because it has changed our lives. Father, I thank you this afternoon for you said in your word every man shall not live by bread alone, exactly. but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Amen. Here we are, we have heard your word, yes, and it has done something thank in our lives. Thank you, Father. No wonder why we have seen, oh Father, come. Your children have raised their hands, yes, Lord. Lord, because of your word, yes. and they know you are their helper. Yes. In every situation. Yes. There's nothing which can stand before us, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Because we know and remember in the Bible when the children of Israel were coming from Egypt, going to Canaan, they made the Red Sea. Yes. Nothing stood because you had your children. Thank you. I believe we have you here. Yes. And I believe yes, you have Lord. helped us yes. this far. Thanks, Thank oh Lord, to your servant. Thank you, Lord. 
who had brought this message to us. Lord, I thank you. I know if we build our houses on rock, yes, Lord. nothing will stand before you. Yes. Yes. yes, that's your way. Wise man, not foolish man. Because foolish men will build on sand. And when winds and floods come, they will not stand it. Yes. But Lord, we believe this is rock. Yes. Father, may you just help each and every one of us. Let it be so. As we have come before thee with humble hearts. And I know every request. May it be granted, O Lord. Oh, yes. Grant our request this afternoon. For we know there is no way we can go but to thee. There is a pride, O God, of this hour. And we believe here we are. Honor this word, O God, before us. As we have done it. As we have started with you, here we are. May each and every one of us go and go safely. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. I believe we have heard your word. It has done something to us. It will build us. It will keep us. In everything we do. There is a pride. Thank you. In Jesus Christ's name. Grant our heart's desires. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. 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 God bless you richly. Just give us a song. He died for me on Calvary and he was my sins away. It's a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day.
hear the change falling. Listen, I can hear the change falling now.
I cannot preach about a great army rising without us singing our war cry. After this war cry, then you are dismissed. This one is a dessert.
Timo, 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 Timo,